Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my gorgeous, wonderful, intelligent, extremely hardworking, Megacon Orlando loving wife and co-host, Michelle. (laughs) Thank you, sweetie. And yeah, had a great time at Megacon. Looking forward to talking about it. We did have a great time, and we are going to be telling you all about it here in just a little bit. Thank you for joining us today. We are recording this episode on Sunday, February 11th, 2024. A very happy Super Bowl Sunday to you all. Yeah, big game today. Because we know that you are listening to this on Super Bowl Sunday. (laughs) We know that, you know, you're having your Super Bowl party. And what better background sounds could there be as you're getting ready for football? As a matter of fact, while the game's going on, then the Hyperion Adventures podcast. It's like white noise. (laughs) Yes. Yes, of course, we don't expect you to listen today, but hopefully you enjoyed the Super Bowl Sunday and hopefully you're Mm -hmm. listening to this as the week progressed. If you wanted to listen to this on Super Bowl Sunday, hey, we appreciate it. But whenever you want to listen to us, we appreciate you. Thank you for joining us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. Also, we are on social media. We are on Twitter X. at Hyperion Podcast. You gotta let it go. Um, <laughs> no one calls it X. There's only one person in the entire universe that calls it actually just X. Everybody else calls it Twitter or Twitter X or X formerly known as Twitter or something. Something like that. Yes. I'm just sticking with Twitter because people know what that is. People don't know what X is. Facebook is and Threads at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventures Facebook group. Also, we're on YouTube. If you want to find us there, we're at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, we love hearing from you in all of those ways. We say that every week, but we truly beat it. Yep, absolutely. We love hearing from you in so many different ways, whatever they may be, whether it be the social media, whether it be the Gmail, we just love being in contact with all of you out there. So now before we get into this week's show, you know, we like to take a look back at the week that was because this is the Disney podcast of positivity. So we like to focus on those positive moments, those highlights, those favorite moments from the week that was. And we do call it my favorite thing from this week. And when we do this, we always start with Michelle because, hey, she's amazing. You all know that. (laughs) It's a 50-50 chance. Many of you have met her. You know she's fantastic. Mm. She does the best research. She has the best lists. She definitely has the best tips. She also has the best. My favorite thing from this week. So, Michelle, what is your favorite thing from this week? (laughs) Well, my favorite thing from this week was actually listening to another podcast other than our own, which I love to do anyways. Because usually that will be better than listening to our (laughs) podcast. Well, especially considering... Yeah, let's just say yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But anyways, there was one in particular this week. Now, I always love listening to this particular podcast anyways, but this last one, this last episode that they did just had me roaring in laughter. And that roaring, roaring. 
sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> if people could only see the eyes that I'm looking at you with. <laughs> they can picture it, I'm sure. 100%. Did I use the wrong word there? <laughs> no. Okay. I'm just being silly. Okay. Anyways, getting back. It's <laughs> our favorite guy, friends from the Conversations podcast. They did their, I guess it's now their second annual uh, Star Wars podcast day, but I guess it was the 25th anniversary for Star Wars podcast day. Anywho, um, they did a really, I thought was creative topic. Loved it. I think they could have done a lot more. I'm hoping there's like a volume two to this episode. Um, but it was taking Star Wars characters and and explaining what their Earth jobs would be and, and what would they be traveling in. Like, and who was it that did this podcast? I said our good friends from Conversations. Ah, sorry, I missed that. That's all right. I was too busy roaring. I, <laughs> Pat and Charles. <laughs> But anyways, it was hysterical, um, and they were fun to listen to for sure. I love that idea. Like I said, I think they could do more. Especially honored that they uh, have learned from Hyperion Adventures podcast on on how to do a top five list and <laughs> and get more into it. Yes, very succinct. <laughs> we're always very succinct with our top five lists. As are Pat and Charles. Right. But, and, Charles. and to have five-ish is always a good thing. But anyways, if you have not listened to that episode, first of all, you need to be listening to all of theirs and subscribing. But if you have not listened to that particular one, um, it's funny how you get to see how their minds work. Funny, scary. Scary, a little whatever bit. Whatever it might be. <laughs> Something along those lines. But check them out. Conversations podcast. Very good. Yes, very good show. Yeah. Um, and great guys. Yeah. Speaking of great guys, my favorite thing from this week, and I know it's been a little over a week, but it's been since we recorded the show. So I'm going to count it anyways, was hanging out with those guys at MegaCon Orlando. We're yeah. going to talk a little bit about that a little bit later, but it was just so good to have spend some good quality time with Pat and Charles over, over most of a day. Right. I kind of thought about that one, but I, like you said, it was just over a week so I didn't know if that was going to be um, acceptable you stuck to the rules I stuck to the rules I broke this it time. a little bit but <laughs> like I said I figured I could throw in the caveat that it was in between the last time we recorded and this time we recorded so good point but we will hear more about that in a little bit let's go ahead and move on to this week's show we have lots of stuff for you this week including there was a ton of big news that mm-hmm. came out of this week's Walt Disney Company earnings call We'll tell you about about some of that. We're not going to go into everything because there's a lot of stuff, but we will go into (laughs) some of the key moments that came out of that. A guest favorite dining location is set to make its return. We'll tell you what that is and where that might be. And as is a Walt Disney World tradition, a water park is set to reopen while another one goes on hiatus. We'll tell you where the switcheroo is happening at the Walt Disney World Resort. But that's later. Let's go ahead and get to our very mega topic of the week. So for this week's main topic, yes, we were lucky enough last week for the first time ever, for the first time in forever, sorry, <laughs> we were for the first time ever able to 
take a trip out to Orlando to visit Megacon Orlando, right. which we've heard and seen some great things about in the past. We saw some wonderful postings last year and we thought, you know what? This seems like something for us. We've done Comic-Con in mm-hmm. San Diego. We've done, uh, of course, D23 Expo. Right. Um, you had the chance to do Star Wars Celebration. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I missed out on that opportunity <laughs> because just when we thought I was going to get to go, we ended up having to move I out know. here. So I didn't get to do that. But you got to go out there for a day. But anyways, we've experienced some interesting and fun conventions fan conventions and so this looked cool we thought we'd give it a shot yeah you know and i think calling it a fan convention is really uh, appropriate because some of the other uh cons that we've or or other events and expos we've attended a lot of times they're also announcing or promoting things that are coming out and that's not the main goal that i saw in megacon i saw it was just something for the fans and that they really allowed the fans to kind of kind of shine. Yeah, I think this was a bit different than definitely than uh, San Diego Comic-Con, mm-hmm. which is the, the biggie Yeah, um, with all the celebrities come out. They break a lot of news out there, announce a lot of things that are coming out and right. and showcase a lot of things. Same with D23 Expo. You get a lot of that going on. What's mm-hmm. coming on with Walt Disney Company film-wise, what's going on in the parks, etc. Right. This was just kind of a get-together with several celebrities. Mm-hmm. And you have your opportunity to listen to them talk, possibly go out and meet them, get some photos taken, plus a lot of wonderful collectibles and interesting memorabilia right. and stuff to purchase. It was more of a... Yeah, I guess you're right. A more of a fan event. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, and and obviously you still have all the one whether you want to cosplay or you want to go out and see people cosplay. There's definitely a lot of great uh, elements of that as well. And so, yeah, I mean, you're right. Comic Con is numero uno in the best, but this was this was very enjoyable. But it, ha- I like that it did have a different focus. Yeah, and we're going to tell you a little bit about that and what we experienced. Um, it was a bit, it was still a bit insane. Yeah, <laughs> as most cons are, um, but a little bit more laid back than, like you said, the San Diego Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Depending on what you wanted to do, right. If you wanted the one thing about San Diego Comic Con is there are many more panels, and there were here too right. that we just didn't take part in. Um, but many, many, many more panels, depending mm-hmm. on what your interest is. There's almost always something going on that might intrigue you that you might want to get involved with. Um, but also at San Diego Comic Con, it's a little difficult to get into some of those rooms, especially the more popular right. panels, because of the fact that they don't empty those rooms out between panels. Right, yes. So sometimes there'll be people camped out in there, especially if they're waiting for something they really want to see for a good portion of the day. Yeah, exactly. You know, and we learned some things on how to approach Megacon. So for anybody else who might be interested in either going for the first time or returning, um, we might be able to share some tips that that we learned from experience. Yeah, and we'll <laughs> tell you whether or not we liked it enough to be going back again for Megacon 2025. Mm, Do tell. (laughs) Stay tuned. (laughs) Stay tuned. So um, it's a four-day event. Um, Thursday is kind of a partial day. Right. We, I had to work. We didn't get out there for the event Thursday. We thought about going by Thursday night. We did get a a hotel room for the first two nights while we were out there. So we weren't 
you know, traveling an hour plus back and forth uh, from where we live uh, to Orlando to go to this event. So we did get a hotel for the first night, thought about dropping by, but when it was all said and done, we decided it wasn't really worth our time to get out there, finding parking, getting transportation, whatever it might be to get to that location. So we didn't go on Thursday, but just know in the future, if you're thinking about going and you want to purchase a four-day pass, mm-hmm. they do have some panels and some other things, especially if you get an upgraded pass, right. which is what we had. We had the ultimate fan pass, which is kind of a nice go-between, the VIP pass, which is pretty expensive, and the standard four-day pass. Right. Um, so they have some interesting things for you to check out, but we just decided by the time we got there that it wouldn't work for us. Right. And, you know, like you said, it is a partial day. A lot of emphasis on that day is if you're really interested in going into the expo floor to see what the vendors are offering, some of the the items that are mm-hmm. unique just for MegaCon. Uh, some people really want to get a jump start on that. And Thursday is definitely a good day to do that. Right. Especially like with our past, we would have gotten a preview, a two hour early right. preview of the floor. I'll tell you a little bit later why that might have been great if we were really looking to purchase a lot of stuff from the floor. Right. We'll get to that in a little bit. So we ended up going, our first day was technically day two, day one for us, which was Friday, February 2nd of this year, 2024. Um, so we got up early. We knew there was a panel right off the bat that we wanted to try and get to. And we didn't know how this was going to set up. We've been to different cons that, you know, you've had to line up early. Mm-hmm. People have been lining up overnight. We had no idea. We know that the show technically opened at 10 a.m. Um, you know, the parking opened at 7 a.m., um, so it was a matter of figuring this all out. We got to the parking lot a little bit after 8 a.m. And we thought, oh, no, we got here later than we <laughs> wanted to. We may not be able to get into that first panel because they're probably lining up for it. Exactly. And so here's first of all, before we even get into that, tip one is um, being aware that parking at the expo goes very at the actual convent, Orange County Convention Center actually goes away quickly ahead of time. So you need to plan that ahead of time. And they do have a lot of options. They have some on property. They have different ones at different prices, depending on how close you are. The most convenient that is walkable from the parking lot into the expo, uh, I keep calling it expo, I don't. I guess it's the convention center, um, is the most expensive. It has a daily, but you can purchase that in advance. And then when you get there, just use your QR code. Then they have some others on-site and off-site with buses that will take you to and from that run, you know, routinely. Yeah, we went to one of the lesser expensive ones. I think it was $20 a day for us. $25 Mm -hmm. a day for us. Sorry. Uh, Thank you. Uh, $25 a day for us. It was a little bit away, but not that far away. Um, And it was at what's what's called the Rosson or Rosen College lot. Uh, And it worked out pretty well for us. Although we got there and the buses weren't arriving. We're like, where's the bus? Where's the bus? Where's the bus? And meanwhile, you know, we wanted to get to this panel. So right. we were a bit concerned. Finally, the bus arrived. We had a wonderful bus driver. Our first experience with a bus the driver. You know, she was fantastic. Lots of personality, entertaining all the way there. We did get to see it, by the way, the route went by right where they're building Epic Universe for right. Universal. So we could kind of peek over and see what was going on there with the construction. Just interesting side note as we were traveling over. Uh, arrived at a location and we had to walk a little bit ways of ways, but because we had received our badges and were able to activate them early, we were able to pretty much just walk right in. We even right. with our badge, we had a, a 
it's more of a dedicated entrance. There was a general mm-hmm. admission entrance and then a dedicated entrance for the people with the kind of the elevated badges. Right. Um, and that was good because there were a lot of people had to, if they, you, if you did your badge pickup on site, you had to go there, pick that up. You had to go get it activated before you can give it an M. We didn't have to worry about that. Yeah. And one of the other things too, um, before you actually go in, if you are cosplaying and you have anything that is uh, considered weaponry looking, <laughs> then you do need to have that checked ahead of time. So, uh, and sometimes that, especially in the morning, it looked like the lines would get longer uh, in the morning than during the day. So, it, I mean, it doesn't take a ton of time, but just something you might want to factor in. Lots of cosplay and lots of pseudo weapons there yes. for people to like make sure and look <laughs> and make sure that they're really safe and everything. And you do go through security. So right. not only do they check them, but then you're going through security as well. Right. Uh, it's very similar to security, but what you have at Walt Disney World, it's the walkthrough security right. where they're looking through things so you're not stopping and getting your bags checked unless they flag something right. in there. Exactly. Um, but then you do that. And and then you go in and you scan your badge. So there's a there's a chip in your badge. They just scan right in and you're you're good to go and you go in. So we got there and the first thing we needed to do is like we need to find out where we line up for this panel right. because we really want to get to this panel because it's one of the more important panels for Michelle. It was like, I think it was your the one panel you wanted to see that day. Right, exactly. That was the one in particular for the whole day that, that was a must do for me. And it was in the big theater. There are several littler rooms. There are like, there's the big theater. Then there's two smaller rooms that are kind of medium sized theaters. They're right. conference rooms, but this is an actual theater where we were seeing this. So we went over there. We were, we asked around or like, is there a separate lineup area? No one seemed to know. <laughs> so we're like, okay, we're just going to head to the, th- where's the theater? We're going to head over to the theater. We went to the theater and there really wasn't anybody around. We were I there know. so early. They really weren't doing anything at that point yet. Right. So um, speaking of, you know, that the, the presentation was scheduled for 10, 10 or 10.30. I think of 10.15, actually. I okay, think. yeah, 10.15. Um, and the doors don't officially open for you to come in and scan and then go through security until 9 a.m. I think they were doing it a little before 9 I. I don't, we didn't see when they opened it, but, um, anyway, so, so the issue of lining up ahead of time at this particular con doesn't really take place like what you would see, at least for the first show. Right. At some of the other cons. It was a, it was a little bit, and they were all getting organized. I think a lot of the volunteers had just come on because right. they didn't really need them as many for Thursday. So Friday was a little bit different. So they were all trying to kind of get dispersed to where they needed to be. Um, but we noticed that there was a few people there starting to kind of form a little line. So we're like, you know what? We're just going to get in with them right. and see what happens. Exactly. Yeah. And it, like you said, it was a small line. They also have, um, for people who have certain disabilities, wheelchairs, et cetera, they, they do have a separate line because they, they do have uh, special seating for people who, mm-hmm. who require that. Right. So there's, there are uh, several different lines. There's a VIP area for the people that paid for the super expensive right. badges relatively speaking, super expensive. 
Uh, there's the ADA line for those mm-hmm. with disabilities that might need you know a little help getting into or uh, into specialized seats right. that are in there. And then there's the general admission line, which even though we had a bit of an elevated badge, it wasn't enough to put us in any special right. lineup. <laughs> we were in line with everybody who had a day pass or a regular four-day pass or whatever. Right, right. So eventually, finally, some people started to show up and gather together. And they took us and they luckily for us, which we weren't sure what was going to happen, they kept our line as it was lining up outside the theater and led us to a separate room across the way where we could start. Uh, that's where they were funneling everybody who was showing up for the panel. And people were showing up pretty close to the time that the panel right. was. Surprisingly enough for us who've been to all these different, we're, we're just so used to people lining up for hours. Right, for some of right. These not, we did experience some of that, but not for this. Yeah, um, especially for for this particular uh performer that we were going to see. I was surprised how many people were cutting it kind of close. But like you said, at MegaCon, they really did pay attention to trying to keep people in line in the order that they arrived. And I think they were really, you know, probably because they don't want to deal with people who can get, you know, rather unfriendly. Yes, if that's not happening. So I, I do throughout the weekend I saw that they were very conscientious of that and yeah. so I thought that was pretty good. They did not have an easy job in some circumstances which we, we'll talk about some of that later right. but uh, they did you know at best considering there was a little bit of chaos going on there they did the best I think they could and they did organize us pretty well for, at least for this panel for sure. Right yeah and so they do have the you know lines taped on the floor and everything and, and queuing and, yeah. and keeping order for that. So we got in and we were since we were right near the front of the line we got even with the vips there we got great seats and actually i don't think most of the people had shown up maybe because it was a friday and people still had to work but there weren't as many people at least early on to this con as we expected because the theater wasn't full we we fully expected to be full because the the person we were seeing is none other than C-3PO himself, Anthony Daniels, which we were extremely excited about because, you know, I mean, it's it's C-3PO. He's been in every single Star Wars film. He's the only character who's been in every single one. Yeah, and was the very first to speak on the OG. So Yes. Yeah. So it was very exciting, and um, he had a great panel. We got in there, we had great seats, but anywhere you were would have been great for this panel. He was out in the crowd, right. walking around, talking with people. You know, it was really, really fun. Yeah. And, and so this, again, as I was mentioning, how it's more of a fan event than what you would see at some of these other expos and cons. He spoke very briefly at the beginning and then just kind of opened it up to have these interactions with the fans. So some of them, he initiated some of the conversations and other times there were, there were Q and A's available for people who wanted to, you know, ask him a a question. So again, that I thought was interesting because I thought, okay, he's going to be there and he's going to, you know, have a panel where he's discussing his history within, you know, the star Wars universe. And really what he was doing was letting the fans interact with him and mm-hmm. i thought that was pretty unique yeah i mean he did try and sell his book a little bit yeah. which credit i totally get it yeah you should be selling your his book he should be doing that but 
Um, he was telling stories and he was talking with people and letting people ask questions. He didn't have like there were there are many panels we went to that had a moderator, essentially, right. at least to start things off. Virtually every panel we did went to almost almost all of them went to some sort of Q&A with the, the fans right. as we went on. But there was almost always a moderator, at least to start things off. But not in this case. He was kind of his own moderator. Yeah. He just did his own thing, was out there, you know, talking with people, having some fun. He's, he's a great personality, totally what you expect. And um, it was it was a lot of fun. It was a great way to kick off this con. Yeah, yeah, just loved it. And just loved, like you said, how he, he really did move throughout the room. He was super close to us. He was like, you could have touched him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he almost backed into my arm. I mean, I could have. I mean, seriously. But yeah. Um, but no, it was it was a really wonderful panel and um, glad we made it in and we mm-hmm. had great seats and everything. And then we were looking, OK, so the next panel we really wanted to make was in the same theater. And as I told you, they empty out that theater. I, I think we as we went through the week, we got to see that some of the VIPs and uh, some of the uh, ADA, some of the disability uh, people got to stay sometimes if they wanted to. Right. Not always, but right. that was the case. Um, but they normally for most people empty out the theater. So we're thinking, OK. The chances of us making the back-to-back right. in here because people are lining up out there probably by now. Are we going to get back in there? But we're like, well, let's take a shot. Right. So we went over there. There was already the one room was full. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the room we were in the first time. And then they opened up another room for lining up. We got in that line. It had already started, but we made it into that panel as well. Yeah, I think the reason it already started, there was some issues, I think, with when they would bring in general seating folks. And again, it was early on in this process that maybe some of the the issues and working with the volunteers that were there might have not been quite as succinct at that point. Right. So that panel was Rain Wilson, who you may know his most popular character is, of course, Dwight Schrute from The Office, but he's played many other roles, done many other things directed you know acted done done ton of stuff um and it was a another fun panel he was interviewed by a moderator there for a little bit then opened it up to question and answer period and he was entertaining a lot of fun it was another great panel yeah again uh, having the ability for the fans to ask their questions and like you said, how entertaining his responses were. I'm not trying to say he was trying to be like Dwight to respond, but he still had a way about him of being very entertaining with his responses. So it made it fun. If you know who he is, he's kind of an interesting person in in general anyway. Right. I mean, he's not Dwight, but he's, he does have interesting, he, he's, he's an interesting guy. Yeah. Um, and he was an entertaining guy and he was great. And it was, it was a lot of fun. We love the office. It's one of our favorite shows of all time. Our son, Scott, it's probably Big his fan. famous <laughs> favorite show of all time. So this was great for us. We were so excited to be able to do that. And that was, we had a great time at that panel. So then we wanted to go to another panel that was at a completely other thing. We told you there were some other theaters, theaters, other conference rooms that were kind of the big for the, the, the bigger name right. people. We're like, okay, well, let's see if we can make this one. I don't know. It's a little ways away. It's just about to start. I don't know if we're going to make it in. Walked over there, pretty much walked right in and found seats, luckily enough for us. And this one was for Sean Gunn, who Mm -hmm. you may know from, again, many, many roles. Um, We we love him as Craglin in the Guardians of the Galaxy. 
Um, but he's played many, many, many things, uh, including the Gilmore Girls. He is famous for that right. as well. But um, that was a really, really fun panel. I, I, I'm going to say that this is, you know, I'm going to say this over and over again because, you know, these panels were tremendously interesting yeah. and fun because we've been to, used to go into these conferences and it's either a really big thing right. or it's a really small kind of niche thing. Finding these panels where you're just getting celebrities and hearing their take on their roles right. and, you know, their acting process and how they go about everything and working with all these other people um, was fascinating to us because this is just not something we experienced a lot of in other cons that we went to. Yeah, yeah. I think we're saying over and over again this issue with how the fans can ask questions. So these performers or, or celebrities are not trying to sell something. So they don't have like a canned presentation um, or feel like they have to make sure they're covering these certain points. They are seeming to be very much more on their own and a little bit freer in conversation. And that was really, mm -hmm. really cool. So it was, it was great. The, the panels were fantastic. Really. It was a wonderful day. Friday was good. Right. It wasn't overly busy. We went to the floor after that, where they have mm -hmm. a lot of the displays, a lot of people selling things and everything that was a little busy, but it wasn't overwhelming. We walked right. around for a bit, checked out some stuff. There was some Disney stuff there. We looked at that. Um, there was a, an entire area put together by the 501st, which mm -hmm. is the kind of the group that um, they are a charity organization. You know them. They dress up as stormtroopers mostly, right. but they put up this whole Star Wars area and virtually all these cosplay Star Wars cosplay right. people were all staged in that area. And that was a really, really fun spot to kind of get some pictures and check a lot of things out. Yeah, I mean, they really did an amazing job there. Again, if you're used to going to some of these other expos where the the franchise is putting out, you know, these uh, type of displays and everything, this is these are fans doing this. And, the, and you could tell their pride. Uh, they're very willing to get, to let you take pictures of them with them. It really is a nice atmosphere and just very friendly. We saw so much great cosplay. Yeah. I mean, yes, Star Wars stuff, of course. We showed there's some pictures on our uh, that we put out on social media, but also you'll see it on the the uh, the pick the title pick mm -hmm. for this episode. Uh, so many great cosplay for Star Wars, but so, all so many different genres right, of cosplay yes. all across the board. So many people did went over and above with some amazing stuff. Right. Yeah. And you know, you don't feel you didn't, there wasn't a need to feel like you had to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, you could do bounding, you could do just whatever, you know, just go comfortably. You had a, quite a range of people who attended that decided what their attire would be. But yes, a lot of different genres um, and very impressive work people have put together. Yeah. Um, incredible stuff. Yeah. Some of it was, you know, some of it was just, like you said, borderline bounding stuff right. that you kind of got the idea with. Some of it was just completely over the top, yes. amazing, like almost screen accurate stuff. It was pretty phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, well, as an example, when we were waiting for the bus, there was some, some, um, people who were going to attend as well. And they had like a trunk that they were traveling with that had all their, their cosplay supplies and everything that they allowed them to put on the bus. They, you know, it's like a, if you think of like cruise line buses or, or I guess Greyhound or whatever, you, you have that opening underneath. Um, and so the, mm -hmm. again, they were very willing to help the fans 
bring whatever they wanted to to have a good time. They had their gear and they were going. I find it interesting. I think this is true of virtually every con we've been to. There's always the people that go for a variety of reasons. Mm -hmm. They're the people that want to see the panels. There's the people that want to go and buy a bunch of stuff, find that little interesting thing that they've always wanted or couldn't find any place else or little gem or Mm -hmm. whatever. Uh, there's the people that just want to see people and then there's people that want to be seen. Right. And it's just an interesting dynamic. And yeah. I love that about every fan con of, that we've gone to right. in some way. Yes, you know? exactly. So we're a little bit of all of those, you know, I mean, I think we're more of the panel people than right. anything else. But, you know, sometimes we'll dress up a little bit. Sometimes we, well, we always, just like we do at Disney parks, we love people watching. Right. And every once in a while, we'll take a look around in case there's a little trinket we like to purchase. Right. Um, And another category of people who want to go or they may just blend in is um, there are also opportunities. uh, It's for an additional cost, but for Mm. um, like meet meet and greets Mm -hmm. with the celebrities, uh, getting autographs or pictures. Those uh, are, are usually... A, a different fee in addition to your entrance. Yeah, depending on what you want done, meet and greets, a photo with them, something signed. Right. Usually it's a different level depending on what you're looking for. Uh, but they do have plenty of that available for all different level of, you know, it doesn't really matter what genre you're into. Right. There's somebody there. And a lot of them were speaking at this con. So all these people we talked about, Anthony Daniels, Rain Wilson, Sean Gunn, right. they were there. And some of the people we're going to talk about in day two were there too to, mm-hmm. to, to do with that stuff. So after we did the floor for a little bit, it was around, it was approaching three o'clock and we were getting a bit hungry. We were looking at the panelists. There were a couple that we thought about going to, but you know what? We we're like, you know, I think this is good for the day. One thing we haven't done <laughs> is experience a lot of the festival food <laughs> from the Epcot International Festival of the Arts. So why don't we get our stuff together and head over to Epcot and get some dinner, some lunch slash dinner over there. Right. So here's a, another tip: is they do have they do have a fair amount of really good food. You know, when you're considering a you know a convention, food opportunities to have there, um, and that's one thing that and hydration to make sure you plan for. I know we say this at the parks, but I think when you're getting involved and in trying to rush like we were doing from panel to panel, you tend to tend to forget that. Um, you can also uh, bring in something. You can bring in some fruit or whatever if you want to try to tide yourself over because sometimes, especially during lunchtime, those those uh, providers of food can get pretty crowded. So that might be something you might want to consider to try to do that in an off time. Yeah. yeah. They actually did have a wider array of food uh, and more stands than I've seen for many of the places mm-hmm. we've gone to, um, whether it be on the actual showroom floor or just outside, not right. at, not outside the conference itself, but kind of in the outside um, atrium area. There were right. a lot, there was a large food court mm-hmm. area. So there was plenty of places to find food. Um, we're just not, we, we didn't want to do that. We did decide if we should go in the future, Right. That we may bring some more food. We did bring a little bit, some bananas and right. some things to, to right. some almonds. On day two, and, yeah. <laughs> to tide us over. Um, but we decided maybe in the future that if we decide to go, um, we may bring more. Because one of the things also with the, that is a perk with uh, the tier that we got for our badges, for our passes, um, is that we had a 
dedicated lounge for this and where they bag check where you could put a bit, you know, if you're purchasing things right. or you brought bags or whatever, you could leave it there, come and get them whenever you want and grab stuff out of. And so right. that's something that's very handy, especially if you're going to be doing some shopping there. Exactly. Now the lounge did not serve any food or mm-hmm. beverages, um, but it did have tables and chairs that you could go there. And if you wanted to sit and have something to eat, you know, or drink, you could bring it in there. And it's not like you were having to sit on the floor or, you know, on your lap or whatever. So that was kind of a nice convenience that they have that for the ultimate uh, fan ticket and the VIP. Right. The separate rooms, but both, they both have a lounge that you can go to and you get a little, um, with both, you get some extra added swag along with those passes as well. So, as I said, we went to Epcot. We finally got to try yes. several of them because it <laughs> wasn't as busy. It was it was relatively getting sort of busy as we were getting ready to head out of there. But it wasn't nearly as what we experienced right. the last time we went. Um, so, we were able to try several of the things that we hadn't tried to this point. Um, I'm not going to go over all of them because, I mean, you know, that's not what this is about. But... Um, and also by the time you hear this, we're getting ready to wrap up the festival. The arts right. doesn't really help you out much. Um, but we tried a lot of good things and there was a lot of good food, I think you'd say. Yeah. I, you know, the, we mainly focused on new dishes. I think we had one or two that are some of our favorites from years past, but mostly trying some new dishes and new beverages and all in all, I think we were really pleased. We actually, I think for the first time in a long time, felt full like we had tried so so much full food because usually it's hard to get to some of these um, booths if you're trying to get multiples and stuff but we did have good fortune that day Uh, we got some of that food and we also went over and decided you know what would be nice is to cap the evening with a glass of wine over at the territory lounge at the wilderness lodge um, so we did go over there, get a charcuterie board, which we probably didn't need, but we, were, <laughs> yeah. we wanted a little something to go along with our wine. And uh, that's, that, that is still a winner every time. It's one of my favorite charcuterie boards yes. on Disney property. It's so impressive. And it's a great little spot. Um, I think it used to be less known, but because of their proximity to the entrance for the evening uh, dinner reservation-based dinner that's there next to it. People have, have found out about this nice little place. Um, but that's good. It, it, I don't think they open until like four in the afternoon, but they do have a variety of, of really some of their own unique signature drinks and some cool food. Yeah. Great. Good Small wine plates. list. Really nice food. Um, it's a, it's kind of a hidden, it's not really hidden because it's right there, but right. if you don't know it, you may pass right by right. it and not pay any attention to it. It's kind of a hidden gem, semi-hidden gem there in the Wilderness Lodge, as many things are. Wilderness Lodge is wonderful. It's beautiful, yeah. For sure. So after that, we headed back to our hotel, decided to call in a somewhat early evening because we knew the next day was going to be a very, very busy right. day. Um, got up on Saturday. This was day two for us, day three of the actual convention. Uh, that was February 3rd. And we knew from the morning the morning <laughs> previous that we maybe didn't need to get there quite as right. early as we had last time. So um, we got there a little bit later. We were hoping to meet up with some friends, but they ran into some traffic. They right. were a little behind us. So we went ahead and went to the con ourselves. 
Um, and then the first panel we went to was one that we were excited to go see. It wasn't in the big theater. It was in one of the smaller theaters, but um, we were still thrilled to see it. Who did we go see for the first panel on Saturday, Michelle? The original captain of the Starship Enterprise, Captain Kirk, played by William Shatner. Yes. So we had William Shatner yeah. um, speaking to us. Again, another panel. He did not have a moderator. He just went out there and just chatted away, yeah. answered questions, had stories to tell. Um, he, he was really, he was fun. I mean, he, I think he got a little lost in his stories sometimes, <laughs> but he was still very entertaining and fun to listen to. Yeah, I think, especially with the, again, a lot of fan questions. You know, he, he allowed a lot of time for Q&A. And I think he'd get on a tangent from time to time and... Like, oh, wait, let's circle back Where to what I? that question right. to begin with, you know. Um, but yeah, very entertaining. You you know, obviously these these celebrities have been doing these kind of conventions for so many years. Um, very comfortable with the, the whole situation. So I think that helped make it very entertaining. Yeah, it was really good. Um, so we did get in line for that one. Um, even though we were there much later, we were relatively yeah. early in line. Got great seats, mm-hmm. pretty near the front. I think we were like four or five rows back near just left of center. It was a really great spot to, to, to check right. him out and see it. And um, it was it was fun. It was fun. So after that, we realized, okay, this is a busier day. We could already yeah, tell Saturday. this was a busier day. And we knew it was going to be a busier day. Saturday is always the busiest day at any of these events like right. this. Um, so we were texting back and forth with the people we were going to meet, trying to figure out Which where we were going to were. connect. <laughs> yes, it was Pat and Charles on the Conversations podcast. And they said, okay, so they didn't make it to the William Shatner panel in time. So they went over to the floor to that 501st, the Star yeah. Wars area, because they were all cosplayed out. And so they wanted to go there and take some photos. So at once we, we wanted to connect with them. So once we got out of the panel, Michelle went off to wait in the line for the next panel we were going to go see. Well, I went to try and find them on the showroom floor. I couldn't find anybody on the showroom floor except for everybody on right? the showroom floor because it was a madhouse. Everybody was on the showroom floor. Yeah. It was as busy as I think I've ever seen any conference we've ever been to. And I know you didn't get to experience that. (laughs) And I told you, you may not want to get to experience that because I don't know if you'll make it back. I don't know how I made it back. There was no way I was going to find Pat and Charles out there. So I just like, okay, Michelle, where are you? I'm going to find you in line and I'll contact them and they can come and see, see if they want to join us in line for what was supposed to be, I was supposed to text Paul Bettany, but as I was running through the crowd, it auto-corrected or something happened and it came out as Paul Brittany. And that was, I, I you know. You'll live with that now. I will live that forever, that it was, we were going to see Paul Brittany. <laughs> I think he's famous too. Yeah, wherever that may be. Anyway, um, I met up with Michelle online eventually pat and charles came up and got in line with us so good to see those guys yeah. again um they had great cosplay oh going on yeah uh, pat was dressed as plo coon jedi master plo coon who you Crazy may know from good. yeah um the prequels and probably star wars the clone wars and uh charles is uh, he has really really good uh Captain Rex yeah. cosplay um, that he breaks out all the time yeah um so but it was just good to kind of see those guys we were waiting there in line 
Uh, then someone else kind of came up to us that we they knew. And he's like, we're waiting for this panel much later in the day because we think they're going to be lining up for this soon. And Pat and Charles are like, you know, that's the one panel we want to see. Right. And credit them. They, they stepped up and said, you know what? You guys go into this panel. We'll be here to hold a place in case this lineup happens right after this group goes away. So they let us go see Paul Brittany. Yeah, so we went and saw Paul Brittany. <laughs> because that's who I thought I was going to see. Apparently, it was actually Paul Bettany, who you may know <laughs> from things like, of course, The Avengers as right. Vision. Um, you may know him from A Knight's Tale. You may know him from A Beautiful Mind. Mm-hmm. So many different things yes. he's done. Um, but he was, I, I, it's going to seem fun because, it's funny because I'm, all I'm going to say is these panels were fun. He was amazing. He had a fantastic panel. One of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. Again, they're very, uh, they, you know, when they answer a question, it's not just like a yes or no or whatever. They tell stories with their responses. And he was uh, top notch at that. And I also liked how he, you can tell he's very enamored with his wife and, you know, gave props to her whenever he could. And I thought that was really cute. Yeah, met her on the uh the set of A Beautiful Mind. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Connolly is his wife. And yes, you can very tell they're very much in love. Uh, and it, he was just great. And he, he was, like I said, he touched on everything. People wanted to ask him about A Knight's, yes. Pale, Knight's Tale. People wanted to ask him about A Beautiful Mind. People wanted to ask him, of course, about WandaVision and, and the Avengers and being Vision. Right. People wanted to ask him if he ever is going to be Vision again. And he simply said, Yes. <laughs> Why wouldn't I? <laughs> yeah. He would, he's definitely going to be playing Vision again in the future. We right. can tell from what his answer was. Yeah. At least that's what we hope. I mean, I'm wondering if he, he said it. Yeah, but I wonder I don't think if he, he would misunderstood the question. Like maybe if somebody said, would you want to? Yeah. I, I think, don't know. I don't think he, you don't hem and haw on that. I think right. he's definitely going to be playing Vision again sometime yeah. in the near future. We can definitely hope for that. I but definitely. yeah, but he had funny stories. He, you know, when he did A Knight's Tale, uh, in there, he, he admitted he had to do a scene where he was naked and he tells a hilarious story uh, on that regarding, you know, how he, you know, mentally getting ready for it and how somebody from costuming <laughs> was offering him a little cover. Yeah. First, first they knocked on his trailer. I'm paraphrasing it all here. He knocked on his trailer and said, you know, he's like, who is it? He's like costuming. He's like costuming. I'm going out naked. Yeah. <laughs> what do what I need a costuming? costume for? Yes. And the story was that they offered him like this bright orange sock. If he wanted to put it on, you know, where, <laughs> And he basically said, uh, you know, what would be more embarrassing than going out on the set naked? Maybe going out on the set wearing this an orange sock. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was hilarious. It was hilarious. But yeah. So like I said, these are the, you know, the things that they can really share, the stories that they can tell the fans because they're not necessarily promoting something. So very cool. Yeah. So we exited that panel, which again... Another wonderful panel. Um, we really hit some home runs yes. of panels in our time that we went to a MegaCon, for sure. Um, it, it was one of the best, as far as kind of the stuff that we like, mm-hmm. um, you know, we like the big panels. We like, you know, at D23 Expo, seeing the big parks panel or seeing right. the, you know, the studios exhibition panels or at Comic-Con, you know, seeing some of the big television shows or movie franchises right. or whatever. We love that stuff. But this was just so 
you know, it's in front of a big crowd, so it's hard to say intimate, but just kind right. of felt like it was just a one-on, it was one-on-one yes. on one conversations with these, these actors. And there was something kind of cool about that that we had not experienced before. So we went out of there. We met with Pat and Charles. They did not start lining up yet. Unfortunately <laughs> for them, they could have gone and seen Paul Bettany, which is, or Paul Brittany, yeah. <laughs> um, which was unfortunate. Um, but that's okay because we were set up for this panel that we wanted to make it to later in the day. There were some other panels we thought about seeing, but this one panel was the one we definitely wanted to see. Right, Michelle? Right. And considering that when talking to any of the volunteers that were working there, uh, it you could tell they had not, in fact, they admitted they had not yet developed a plan of how they were going to handle lining up for that panel that you know last panel of the day and um let me say too that it was one of these types of panels and they only had a couple a handful of them that if you wanted to guarantee a seat and you didn't have like the vip seating then you could pay an additional price and be guaranteed to get into the room for that uh for that celebrity or celebrities um but you otherwise if you weren't in in line at a certain level or certain area, you might not make it in. Yes. Uh, so it was, I was in question with this one because of that. I think it was the only panel of the entire weekend that I know of that was selling these extra seats for a certain price. Yeah. There uh, was you, another one on Sunday. There was another one yeah, on Sunday. Yeah, okay. The Loki one. The Loki awesome. one. Okay. <laughs> so there weren't a lot of these panels that were selling these out, but we knew. Okay. So. And not, they sold out those those seats in advance of the the con. So we knew that, you know, that this was going to be something that we were going to have to be concerned with. Would we make it in even considering that this was the one panel we really wanted to see. So we decided we had those friends of Pat and Charles Mm -hmm. had kind of staked out some couches that were up there. So we just kind of hovered around there and we're waiting to see like, are they going to line up us up in a different room? Is there going to be a different location? Whatever. We decided to skip on those other panels, just hang out with Pat and Charles and our other new friends yeah. uh, for the afternoon, which was fun. We had a good time catching up with them. We got to see people lining up for all sorts of different panels, some that we would have liked to have gone see, yeah, but, but if the bottom line is we wanted to really see this panel. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's always fun to hang out with friends and make new friends, as you said. And um, so, you know, going with that approach to say, okay, our priority is to see that panel and to have a good time, why not do it hanging out together? And I think we accomplished that. Right. Plus we don't hang out with Pat and Charles nearly enough. In In person. In person. I mean, we chat with them all the time, but as far as seeing them in person, we hadn't got to do that in a long time. So it was some good quality time, just kind of hanging out together at different times. You split off to go Mm -hmm. gather some stuff. Charles split off to go to the floor to try and look for a few things that he was looking for. Um, But mostly we just kind of hung out and chatted. And, you know, it was a good, I'm going to say it was a good three, four hours that we were waiting. We'll say that right now. This was that important to us that we were just going to hang out and forget the rest of the convention. This is what we were going to do. Eventually, finally, the they, they didn't line any of us up until the panel that was right before us let their people go in. Right. And then the person who was in charge, and credit to this person, because they had an extremely hard job knowing that there's a lot of people that are going to want to be in these, this place right. and were looking to be there. 
she got us and lined us up into a certain area and right. got us there. And we still had to wait there for about another hour. Yeah. But we lined up and it was great. And we got into this panel and we couldn't have been more excited about it. Right. Yeah. She, you know, she was recognizing people who had been there for a long time. Now, one of the things that they were really making sure people, A, weren't lining up in advance, like creating their own line. Um, but also they didn't want people mulling around too much in the main area where they would line some people up. So we were kind of on the outskirts of that area. Uh, like as Tom mentioned with the couch and stuff like that. Um, so they, I think they were trying to make sure they were preventing any issues of people in the wrong line and being, you know, thinking that they were going to be seeing that panel and they were actually in line for another panel. So they were very much trying to, um, make sure there was some order in that regards. And I thought they did pretty good. And she knew that our group was there first right. and led us over mostly first, you right. know, the kind of the area where we were, she knew that that was the area she led us over and we were there and, you know, people did line up later. And then there were some people that we saw at some point, they're like, you're not making it in. Yeah. They, they were, even though they were lined up for a little while, they're like, nope. And you could see when they, they let them go. They're like, you know, too bad. Um, and I don't know how many people made it in from that line. I knew right. we were, I was almost certain where we were, we were going to make it in, but not a hundred percent, but right, I was almost right. certain. Um, but there were a lot of people that unfortunately did not make this panel or they made it in later than they would have liked right. this panel. But we got in, got great seats considering we were a bit back, farther back than we've mm-hmm. been for any other panel, but that was okay. Big screens. Um, we could still see the, the actors very right. well. Um, it was all good. Um, but this was exciting. So who did we go see, Michelle? Well, I think we saw some pretty incredible Star Wars celebrities. Uh, we saw Obi-Wan Kenobi himself, Ewan McGregor. And we also saw, do you call him adult Anakin? Yes. Hayden Christensen. Yes. So, I mean, they weren't on stage together other than More to than just greet for a short each other. time, yeah. yeah. Um, but they were each part of this panel where one came out, and this again was one with a moderator, but opened up to fan Q and A. Um, so yeah. yeah, couldn't have been more excited. This was the panel we really, really wanted to make it to because, right. to me, there's no. I'm no. I'm such a big fan of these two mm-hmm. people especially Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like I am a huge, enormous fan of him as Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I want to hear all the Obi-Wan Kenobi stories (laughs) and I want more Obi-Wan Kenobi stories. (laughs) Hello. We got a little fool this week, or at least I did. Um, We want Obi-Wan Kenobi season two. Um, Please do that. Disney. As he does too. As he does too. And he told us that Um, he came out first and it was phenomenal. He was great. First thing right out of the box. I know that. <laughs> we, we were like, we, he said the thing. He said the thing. <laughs> it was so exciting. He was great. He was warm. He, you can tell he loves playing the character. You know, he talked about some other things too. He talked about some of his other roles. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was, he knew who the audience was. So yes. most of the focus was on Star Wars and it was phenomenal. It was, it was great. Um, then they kind of, 
it crossed over at the end and they both greeted each other. You could tell that they're good friends, um, that they've worked together for right. so long that they really enjoy each other. Um, Hayden Christensen came out and then he spoke for about, I think it was about 40 minutes each. I, yeah. I want to say about, about that. Yep. and I'm just so excited for Hayden Christensen to be welcomed back into the star Wars community mm-hmm. because, you know, for a long time and through no fault of what I feel of his own necessarily, um, he was kind of like, people just didn't really get him in the prequels right. and they blamed him for it and took out their vile and vitriol yes. on him. And I think he went through some really trying moments yeah. mental health wise in part because of that. But now in the recent years, he's been coming back and he's been welcomed with open arms. And now he's been able to be in some of these series, whether it be Obi-Wan Kenobi and now Ahsoka. Right. And people are seeing him as Anakin and what he can do. And I'm just, I'm so happy about that. Yeah. Give him credit for, you know, having gone through what he had to endure to actually come back to the series. Mm -hmm. Um, that would have to take a lot for most people. Yeah. So. And you can tell like he's so appreciative of the fandom now, yes. re- re-embracing him and bringing him back in. And that there's, I, I believe there's more on deck for him in roles. Yeah, yeah. I would love to see an, an Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader series. I would like to delve into what his mindset was going through those years as he was Darth Vader. Maybe you can have flashbacks to Anakin right. or like looking, he's in the back to tank thinking about, you know, what could have been right. or whatever. I think it would be a fascinating series. And I, I don't know anything like that's going to happen. I just think it would be kind of cool. Yeah. But just those two together, it was, it made it. It was awesome. And for just to go see it with some of our best friends yeah. in the world, sit there and enjoy this whole thing. It was one of the most memorable moments. Yeah. We've Such had a special in recent day. Times. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Loved it. Loved it. And you know, um, it, even though we were waiting a long time, it just seemed fun. You know, yeah. it just seemed like, hey, we're hanging out with friends and wow, hey, we're going to get to see some celebrities. And so. we waited that long time, but it paid off. We weren't scared that we weren't going to make it in. We made it into this panel and it was a magnificent panel. And we had such a great time hanging out. And of course, in the panel, it all paid off. It was worth the wait. We're not big people that wait for things for an extended period of time right. often. Um, I don't know if we would have done it just ourselves, if it was just right. the two of us yeah, hanging out, <laughs> but with good friends and new friends, um, it was really, really a good time. Yeah. Now keep in mind too, as I said, they, I don't think they would have allowed a ton of people to hang out as we did. You know, they, they did have, they, you know, they were letting people sit on couches and things like that. And that's what we were doing. And they had several of them, but they didn't have a ton. So if there, if you do decide to go and there is somebody that you truly want to see that is, you know, that caliber and they are offering, uh, they had actually a tier of fees that they were offering. Um, you may want to consider that option because, you know, it would be, I'm sure, disappointing. Like if they, if we didn't have the couches, we probably couldn't have mulled too much around right. there because again, they needed the area. Well, there one, there's fire codes, but it's also, you know, they didn't want to block restrooms that were in the area. They didn't want to block queuing areas for other 
other panels that were going to be presented in that room. So, you know, it something to consider. Yeah. I mean, there were some big panels that happened there before that. Some right. of them we wanted to actually go to, but we knew we weren't going to make this Ewan McGregor, Hayden Christensen panel if we ended up going to them. So we ended up skipping out on them. I mean, we had, we had Ming-Na Wen mm-hmm. and Tamara Morrison, of course, yeah. uh, Boba Fett and uh, Fennec Shand right. um, from the book of Boba Fett were in that uh, in that room. Uh, I think it was the panel maybe directly before that. Yeah, you know, so. it, was, it, mm-hmm. it was that or one before that. But uh, there were a lot of big panels there that we, you know, that we could have gone to, but we decided this one was the important one. Um, but more importantly, yeah, they had people, it was best to have a spot staked out yeah. and just kind of stay there. Um, that kind of worked out the best for us, but it was well worth it. So got to that panel, Colin and I went back to parking with Pat and Charles. They had parked in the same lot we did. And, um, it was just a magnificent day. Yeah, it was, it was a magical day. Really, yep, really, really fun. fun. Mm-hmm. Really, really fun. Uh, we went home. This time we didn't stay the night. We ended up driving all the way back to our home and then debated. We still have passes to go on <laughs> Sunday. Sunday. Mm-hmm. But it had been a late night. We woke up a little late. The only panels we really wanted to see were one that was early in the morning. So we would have had to really rush and try to get there and no guarantee we were going to make it in anyways. And then one later, and this was the one that you said they were selling tickets to as well. We didn't know if we were going to make that one. You said, you know what? We're good. We finished it off on a super high note. That was our mega con. That was fantastic. Right, right. You know, I mean, like with a lot of cons, the last day... Um, there one, there's not going to be as many big panels, but they certainly had, you know, some big, big enough names and things to do. Um, and you know, definitely an option if somebody can't go to the entire weekend, uh, Sunday is probably a good day that it's not overly crowded like Saturday, but, but still have some potential of great times. Yeah. Uh, I think Friday, Sunday, great day. Saturday was a great day too, you know, but it just depends on what you're into. If you mm-hmm. don't mind the crowds, if you don't mind waiting in line for some of these panels a little bit longer, um, then it's not bad. But uh, Friday, I think Friday was phenomenal. Yeah. Friday was, was really excellent, mm-hmm. but uh, it was a great across the board. So the question is, we had a great time, MegaCon 2024. Are we going Michelle, to Megacon 2025. Yeah, baby. (laughs) (laughs) We loved it. Um, it, it, You probably already knew that. We didn't need it. There was no suspense to this. We are totally doing it next year. We are probably getting the same ticket package that we got this year. We have, we've, we learned some things. We know some new things. We decided where we're going to be staying. Probably we'll probably stay for the length of the, the uh, con this time. So there's no question about whether we go on Sunday or not. Um, we learned some things about food, hydration uh, that yeah. are, are important, but more importantly, we knew that we can make a lot of these great panels that we want to get to. And that's, that's exciting for us. And right. we're looking forward to spending it with more friends next year. Yeah. And if, you know, and to know that if you can't get into like the panel, that there are a lot of good options, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that are available too. So to not be, you know, ultimately disappointed yeah, or anything for sure have some backups you know they do have an app um it's pretty good it's a pretty good app you can see the schedule you can highlight things that you want and then just select to, yeah. to view your schedule and that kind of really helps keep you in track of what you want they they do send you prompts that when it's getting they send you prompts all day all day, all day long. <laughs> of you know panels that you selected that you want to consider seeing 
So that's kind of a nice tool that you can uh, download that app as well. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it could be slightly more functional, but mm -hmm. it was still, right. uh, it was a benefit. It helped us out definitely uh, as we were going through this panel for sure. So Right. And we only really spoke about panels. As we mentioned, there are other and ton of stuff, ton of stuff to do. If you're into gaming, there's a lot of things to see and do there. If you're into um, more things like building things, you can go to panels where they discuss things that can help you, yeah. you know, like building droids and, and things like that. So they do have a variety of offerings. We just kind of talked about the niche of what we experienced. But if you know, there are other parts to these these fun universes that you might be interested in check out and see what they've had in the past um because it might really also interest you to do some of these others right and we stuck to mostly the genres that we are mm -hmm. big fans of you know it was it was all star wars mostly mm -hmm. marvel right. uh you know the office we talked about yeah. you know i mean those are kind of the the panels that we went to but there there were panels from Actors like the, you know, that we, one panel we would have loved to have gone to that we didn't make it to was Back to the Future. Mm -hmm. They had the entire, or not the entire, but a lot of the Back to the Future cast get together. You know, they had uh, 90210, I believe, was out right. there, their, their cast. There were many other things that may draw you in, depending on what fandom you enlist in. Right. Um, and they also had other activities, again, for an additional fee, but like they, one of the nights they had um, several hours dedicated at Universal Studios that you could pay an additional fee and go to that. They had some uh, parties. Some of the parties, you know, didn't have a fee, like where the red carpet and things like that. I don't think there was a fee for that. I may be wrong. Um, but there were other types of parties like the back to the future they did have a party that you could go there and and participate in for an additional fee so they do have so many more things that they offer at megacon than what we've really delved into today right lots of great stuff highly recommend it uh if you're a fan if you especially if you live in the nearby area but even if you want to come down from some other place in the country and check it out for the weekend or add it to a week's vacation out here or something. I recommend it. I, I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought it was a great way to kind of get to know or not maybe not get to know, but you know, hear these actors in a, in a, in writers and directors and everything in a more of an intimate feel and kind of, you know, get to know them a little bit better. Right. And the one thing we'd really recommend is plan your parking ahead of time yes. because, um, in your it, hotel. In your hotel, yeah. That there, it's not necessarily going to be easy to just drive up and park there. Um, I, I think they do let some last minutes, but that would probably go very quickly on most days if if it's available at all. So that would be one thing that I don't think we would have normally thought about. Yeah. Anyway, we enjoyed MegaCon 2024. We're excited for MegaCon 2025. We hope you will join us when we go out there next year. If you have any questions about it, if yeah. we can't answer them, we'll be happy to. Um, if you're interested in it at all, we'd be happy to uh, tell you why we if why we liked it. And we, although you probably heard it already, yeah. <laughs> um, what we can, we will answer any questions you might have. Yeah. But their website does also give a lot of information and tickets for the 2025 event will be going on sale in March. Yes. And uh, if you're looking for the upgraded ones, you may want to get those early. Some of them won't go quite as quickly, but 
Um, I suggest, I always suggest if you're thinking about it, just go ahead and purchase those tickets because right. it's, it's good to have them ahead of time. So anyway, that is our look at Megacon Orlando fantasy, fun, and friendship. Such a great time. Yeah. I, I absolutely love Megacon Orlando. I'm excited for to do it again all next year, knowing a little bit more on the process and, and everything. I think right. we'll, we'll be even to approach it in a better way in 2025. Yeah, be a little more comfortable. and Yeah, comfortable shoes, too. That's, <laughs> comfortable shoes that. are important. <laughs> yeah. They're important. But yeah. For sure. So now, before we get to the Disney stories of the week, you know we have to talk about our great friend Nate with Main Street and more travel because... Let's face it, we all have trips we're thinking about taking in the very near future. Well, if you do, whether it be to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise, or anywhere in the world beyond, let me tell you, Nate is the certified Disney vacation planner that you are going to want to get in contact with. Oh my gosh, for sure. You know, as we, you know, mention all the time, he really has firsthand knowledge of things so he can really help you plan customize a, a trip that is going to be the best for you answer your questions it's really concierge level planning that doesn't cost you anything high end it is high end stuff that he will help you out with answer all your questions he is there for you to make sure your trip wherever it may be be the best it possibly can be and as michelle mentioned no extra cost to you that's because either disney or whatever other travel branch that he works through pays him for you. Your, what you end up paying is exactly what you pay. If you did all that work yourself, only you can save that time and just relax and enjoy and let him set it all up for you. Right. And you know what? He may even be able to save you some money from you doing it alone because he is on top of all the deals and steals that are out there. Yeah. I mean, there's never a guarantee, but let me tell you, if there's a discount out there, Nate will find it for you. So what you got to do is go to distripsandmore.com, fill out the form there and just contact him, talk to him, tell him what you want to do and let him get to work for you. Right. So as Tom mentioned, once you fill out that form, Nate will be back in touch with you to start that planning, but be sure to tell him that Tom and Michelle sent you. Yeah. Again, that's Nate with Main Street and more travel. Okay, let's quickly get to the Disney stories of the week because apparently we needed to talk about Megacon a lot. (laughs) There was some big stories this week, so we need to talk a bit about those, including there was lots of big news from the Walt Disney Company's earnings call this week. Like, let's talk about it all. And we're going to lead off with the probably the biggest news and maybe the most surprising (laughs) news that came out of it. That is the fact that not only are they making an animated Moana 2, but it's coming out in November of this I know. year. That was amazing to hear. And, and how they, I guess it morphed from being a series to an actual film. Yeah. So that was the big talk. Bob Iger, of course, met with, well, not met with investors, but was on the call with mm-hmm. investors. And that was one of the biggest stories that came out this week. He said that, you know, hey, we decided that this, you know, we were originally going to put this on as a Disney Plus series, but we felt when it was all said and done that it works better as a theatrical 
film. And so, yeah, that's coming out late this November in 2024. And couldn't be more excited about it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, it's, you know, shows that they do have a great story and expanding what happened after the last film and looking forward to it. They're great characters. And I, you know, they even mentioned they're going to be introducing a few more side characters. So looking forward to that. Yeah. I mean, I think that uh, Disney has realized, and especially when he, this happens regularly now where they get the list of the most streamed movies shows not only on Disney Plus but across like streaming right and Moana is regularly either at or near the top yeah, it, it yeah. shows you that that this series this series this film had such love is so beloved and right. people will watch it over and over and over again for the characters for the music mm-hmm. for the animation um that yeah of course we need to do something with it and so they must have developed a wonderful story yeah we happen to know someone who may be working on it. Yeah. Maybe he's been on our show in the past. <laughs> Will they make another appearance to talk about Moana too? We can, I don't know. We can only wish. We can only wish. But anyway, uh, that's exciting. I can't wait for Moana too. And just that is coming this year is really, really fun. Yeah, that was really thrilling to hear that information. Right. So that's really cool. That was probably the biggest thing for me that came out of yeah, this likewise. week. Mm-hmm. The most surprising thing maybe yeah. that came out of this week. Also, Disney agreed to a $1.5 billion deal to buy an equity stake in Epic Games, where they're collaborating with what will sound like a massive expansion of the Fortnite franchise to include places where fans can go and on video games platforms have a chance to play in the worlds of Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, and Avatar. That's huge news as well. It's so awesome. Um, I can't wait to see how this turns out because this is going to be fun. This, as a couple of people who enjoy playing video yes. games from time to time, um, and open world games like this are really fun. I, yeah. I'm excited to see where this goes and be able to, you know, work as these characters or in these lands or whatever it might be. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and I think it's good news for both Disney and Epic Games. Oh, definitely. It's, yeah can't wait this is exciting yeah for sure speaking of exciting swifties rejoice because taylor <laughs> swift's eras tour the film taylor's version will be debuting on disney plus next month in I March, know. with bonus songs not included in the theatrical release that was big news as yes, well yes yeah because you know I, how that that movie did in the theater right it did amazingly well and so yeah that's very cool i'm glad that that's going to be uh, brought onto the disney plus platform mm-hmm Speaking of films, we learned for sure that Zootopia 2 will be coming to theaters in 2025, so mm-hmm. next year. And Frozen 3 and Toy Story 5 will both be released in 2026, so th- those are exciting. Yeah, some really big films coming up mm-hmm. down the pike, yep. And uh, for everybody who's Parks fans, you don't left out either because the CFO of the Walt Disney Company, Hugh Johnston, said that the company plans to invest $60 billion in the parks and experiences, basically the cruise line, over the next 10 years, with 70% of that going to increasing capacity. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean more attractions? Does that mean another gate Gate? in either Disneyland or Walt Disney World or both? I don't know. But it's still exciting news. Yeah, I think that there are still there are still some things, obviously, in the blue sky realm 
But I, I also think that they're honing in on some of the things that they've been talking about within the park, some, you know, expansions or changes to uh, attractions that, and including high tech into their attractions. So I, I think this is just going to continue to be such an amazing few years to see how the parks are going to be really growing. Right. We've discussed it already that Disneyland is looking to expand what they have going mm -hmm. on out there in areas that they can. So I think that a good portion of that will be talking about Disneyland. Mm -hmm. um, but Walt Disney World needs that too. It needs some, it needs some expansion in a couple of areas. I think the Holly, Disney's Hollywood Studios needs uh, something else added to it. Right. Whether or not they add in a completely another another complete park, I'm not sure about. Maybe it's a possibility. I'm not completely sold on that. What do you think, Michelle? Well, they didn't rule it out. No. You know, um, and I think there's been talk in the past of maybe having, you know, in the recent past with Iger that maybe a fifth gate would be appropriate to have. Um but I don't know that that is what they're going to do. I mean, what we talked about recently, too, is with the um, coming of fruition uh, epic universe, universal epic, um, that Disney is seeing that they're going to have to up their game as well. And so how that will transpose into whether it's, like you said, more lands or more attractions probably that first over another gate, but you never know. I mean, yeah. I, I think another gate would take a lot longer and they might be looking at that possibility, but focusing right now on expansion, what is available, you know, because I mean, as it is now, I know that there is high demand at certain times of the year, especially with people in the parks, having things, an opportunity where like Genie Plus gets sold out because there's just not enough options available to people. So, yeah, I mean, this is over 10 years, so it could be anything from a, a few added things in two parks mm -hmm. and then an entire another gate, or it could be just, uh, you know, expansion of Magic Kingdom, expansion of Disney's Hollywood Studios, right. whatever it might be. But I'm excited to find out uh, what's happening. And I think we are going to get some interesting information mm -hmm. out of D23 Expo right. 2024 this year. I, yeah. I I don't think it's going to be what we've had for the last few, right. which is kind of blue sky things. Right. I think we're going to get some def definitive ideas going forward right. now that they've committed this money to this prospect. Yeah, definitely for the parks. You know, They did mention that there's also the, the Disney Cruise Line. Um, there's three new ships that are still in the process of being released. I don't know. You know, they may one this year, right? One next year. And I think one in 2026, I believe. I think so too. Yeah. Out. You know, so I, you know, and they did this year, they're going to be opening the new, um, port that is, you know, the Disney lookout Disney, key lookout, at lighthouse point. Light, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't think they're going to exclude because in fact, they mentioned the, you know, the cruise line as well, because that is part of experiences for, for guests, yep. but I'm just not sure how much more of a fleet they're going to be adding. So we'll yeah, see. we'll see. Uh, very cruises are very popular yes. and some of the best vacations you're going to find right now. Disney right. cruises are magnificent. We got one coming up in three weeks. Yeah. That we yeah. Were very excited about. So, but yeah, we'll there's see. a lot of demand for, for sure. For cruising for, for sure. sure. Uh, so lots of great news. There was more stuff to come out. We're not going to go through it all, but it, it was, it was an interesting investors yes. call, like, uh, you know, earnings call. 
Um, and it drove the stock price up, which yeah. is, as stockholders, very happy exactly. about. Exactly. Sure. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, uh, moving on. we got to get through the rest of these stories really quickly. Uh, guest favorite dining option is set to return. This from the Disney Parks blog. They said 1900 Park Fair is reopening at yeah. Disney's Grand Floridian Resort on April 10th. You'll be able to purchase or purchase um, secure reservations beginning on March 5th at DisneyWorld.com. Uh, of course, this will be a, as it was in the past, it's a character buffet style for breakfast and dinner. And now they're going to be bringing on characters, um, including Aladdin in his Prince Ali look, Cinderella, Mirabelle, Tiana in her new Tiana's Bayou Adventure look. I know. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. So that's cool that that's coming back. Oh, for sure. I'm, I'm very thrilled to see another uh, experience that people can have with character dining, because I know that is also something that people really like. And it's, you know, sometimes challenging to secure some of those. So having more is a good thing. For sure. Um, yeah, more dining options. Big fan of that always. And character dining. And interesting characters I too. Think, yeah, yeah, I think character dining is such, I mean, I know it's not for everybody, but I kind of find value in that. Mm -hmm. Like if you, you can get so many pictures with characters. Right. You know, at some time it's, it's, it's in some ways worth it right. to me to do yeah. it. Every time we've done a character dining experience, we've loved it. Exactly. Absolutely loved it. Moving on, as is Walt Disney World tradition, one water park is set to reopen while another goes on hiatus. <laughs> a Disney's Typhoon Lagoon will reopen on March 17th, while on the same day, Blizzard Beach <laughs> will close for refurbishment. So yeah. know that going in. If you have a vacation coming up in the next couple months, you're looking to go to a water park because it's starting to warm up here in mm -hmm. Florida. It's Typhoon Lagoon you're looking at. We'll see when Blizzard Beach reopens, if they'll be open in the summer at the same time. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of times they tend to no. stagger these things. We'll see. But it's good to know that Typhoon Lagoon, we like Typhoon Lagoon. It's For pretty sure. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. One more quick note to celebrate 25 years of the Star Wars prequel. They announced that Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, will be returning to theaters for a limited time beginning on May 3rd. That's and cool. And we are excited. We will definitely be going. I think that's the one Star Wars film in the recent years that we didn't go see in the theaters together. Right, right. Yeah, I saw that without you. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, we, we first first Star Wars film we saw together was Attack of the Clones. Right. Uh, which you flew into San Diego for, and we it was a midnight show, yeah. and that was a lot of fun. Um, but we didn't see Phantom Menace in the theaters together, so we'll be excited to go see that in the theaters. Yeah, it'll be good to see it again together. in the theaters. Yeah. So that's cool. For sure. So that's it for the Disney Stories of the Week. However, we never leave you without giving you some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation. And when we do this, we always start with Michelle because she's wonderful. She's fantastic. <laughs> she's all things good in the world. You know, she does the best research. She definitely has the best list. One thing is for certain, she has the very best tips. So let's get to it. Here's Michelle's tip of the week. All right. I'll try to keep it quick because I know we've gone long today. Um, so my tip, as much as I wanted to do a cruise one and I had one ready, I thought, no, I got to do something different <laughs> this week. Um, and that has to do with uh, use of the pools if you're staying on Disney property. And I know we've kind of talked about this in, in the past that you actually can take advantage of Disney property benefits from the morning that of your check-in until midnight of your checkout. And maybe if you're not planning to go into park on one of those uh, you know, arrival or departure dates, a pool visit might be something you're interested in. 
So just want to make sure people know that those are available to you, but also that they um, really are convenient that they have like shower and dressing areas as well. So that after your swim, if you want to freshen up before you're going to be getting uh, traveling back home, you can do that. Store your luggage with bell service. Um, just remember to bring like a plastic bag to put your wet swimsuit in maybe. Um, and then one other thing that I don't know that we've ever pointed this out before, but at Fort Wilderness, they don't have towels by the pool. So that they do um, ask guests to bring their, their towels from their cabins if you're staying there. And I think that has to do with the fact that there it's also people staying there are staying, you know, are camping or tenting and things like that. So just something to keep in mind if you are staying at a cabin at Fort Wilderness um, and you're looking to go to the pool, you need to come prepared for that. Very good. Important stuff. Pool time. It's, it's like I said, it's warming up out here in Florida. It's yeah. definitely pool time. Uh, now, and that's good information that you're going to need. Yeah, and all Disney pools are heated. So. There we go. Very good. Very important. Uh, mine, really quickly, and for those of you, look, it's been a weird several years since the pandemic, and there was times when you couldn't reservation hop as easily as you used to. I'm going to tell you right now, and we experienced this for ourselves just this during this last weekend, it's wide open now. All you need to do when you go to security, if you're driving in, is just tell them you're going to a restaurant or whatever. Like we went to the territory lounge right. and said, that's what we're going. We're going to the territory lounge. They'll wave you right through security, show your ID. You're good to go. So if, if you're concerned about going to any of these resorts just to try and go to one of these various different lounges or bars or restaurants or whatever it might be just to walk around and take in the ambiance. It's wide open now. You can go ahead and do that. Right. Yeah. I do think at certain peak times that might have, you might have some challenges. Um, you know, when you're talking holiday time, we're getting into spring break time, things like that. It might be a little bit more, um, where they might, even though they might allow you in, they might um, restrict how long you're there. You're you're never to be allowed to stay there and then go into any of the parks. No, you can't park there and go to right. the parks. Yes. Yeah, um, but to keep that in mind. Um, you're not supposed to anyway. Right. Right. And sometimes they, you know, and they do monitor that at some times that, you know, that they will um, limit you if you're, you know, if you're going to a sit down restaurant, you know, I think they give you like two or three hours. If you're just going in for like to one of the lounges or quick service, um, they might restrict you even more when, because again, that they do have to allow parking for the guests who are staying on property. Right. And if they're fully booked, they want to make sure that and the um, dining reservation folks have a place to park. Yeah. Uh, not a risk I'd be willing to take. You might be able to get right. away with it and park there and go to the park might happen. I don't want my car towed at the end right, of the day yeah. <laughs> uh, or even a ticket. Uh, right. I don't want anything. So it's not a risk I'm willing to take. Um, but yeah, uh, like I said, I mostly brought that up because I know it's been a question for a while because mm -hmm. there was a time being when it was not as easy to get to some right. of these and you had to have some sort of either a reservation or a mobile dining or mobile order um, made with some of these restaurants or right. whatever in these uh, various resorts to get in there. Um, when you were trying to park anyway, I mean, if you're taking the bus in or taking the monorail in or whatever, they, they yeah. usually it was wide right. open, but to actually park a car there now you can do it. So yeah. Yeah. Just no. And just understand too, that if there is something going on that they have to limit you, that that's their job yeah. and just, you know, 
look for another option, I guess. Exactly. Exactly. So that's it for this week's show. Next week, well, we're doing something, and Michelle's going to have to explain this to me. It's called Disney's Presidential Showcase Reveal. (laughs) Michelle, what does that mean? Well, next week, uh, we're going to be celebrating President's Day. So I thought it would be good to talk about some of the um, attractions and offerings related to presidents and what you know, kind of some of the interesting things and fun facts related to that uh, that's available to you in the parks. Well, you know, Michelle does the best research, so I'm sure it'll be intriguing and interesting. (laughs) And uh, I'm looking forward to celebrating (laughs) President's Day week with a little look at what is presidential in the Disney parks, for sure. Thanks. (laughs) Very good. As for today's show, we appreciate that you join us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. Over the very, 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 very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. Also, we're on social media. We're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and threads at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good, positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventures Facebook group. Also, we're on YouTube. We're at Hyperion Adventures Podcast there. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Podcast at gmail.com. And we've talked about in the past how we do have some offerings at, at our uh, Spreadshirt shop that you can take a look at, not just shirts. And coming soon is an amazing new logo that Tom created. Um, can't wait for people to see that because it's awesome it's a marvelous new logo yeah (laughs) so check it out not full podcast logo but (laughs) interesting stuff for maybe some gear that you might want to look into and see yes and for those of you who've already purchased things we really appreciate that for sure for sure and we appreciate that you listen to another episode of the hyperion adventures podcast we look forward to sharing some time with you again next week until that time i'm tom i'm michelle and we hope that you have a magical week bye